0: Welcome to the 56th Podcast. This is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> This is the worst podcast I'm not, ever. I'm not putting this out, man. You got it, you got it. No, keep it going. We can put this out. Welcome to the 56th Podcast. Nobody in 56 Nation cares about... But these games are mattering to me right now, bro.
1: None of them. And you know why? Because I'm losing money.
0: You think they knocked out for the count? I like the energy over here.
2: Krispy Kreme, huh?
1: What's, his, what's in your background? Somebody rolling?
0: 56 Podcast. We said last
1: week was dead on.
0: Yay! 56 Nation, we are back for with another week for you. Um, we appreciate you guys listening once again and if you're not already, go catch us on social media at the 56 Podcast. Please check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. Search for the 56 Podcast. We are there. Um, so look, Today was a big day, fantasy football drafts. I'm sure a lot of you guys are in them and probably have had them by now or by the time you hear this. We had ours today. Our league is called the Homies League. We've been going for about six years now. Uh, Trey, tell me how you feel like you did in the draft this morning.
1: I think I did pretty well. I think me and you both did pretty well. And that's saying a lot because the last couple of seasons, we really haven't done that well. (laughs) So I'm really excited. I think the best thing I did with this draft this year was I kept some players away from other teams. I kind of had my starting lineup, and then as soon as I got like most of my starters set, I went out and said, you know what? I might have Kyler Murray, but no one else is gonna get Tom Brady, put him on my bench. I also did that with a couple of handcuffs, such as Philip Lindsay, and I also got Kareem Hunt.
0: Yeah, so what you're saying is you're a fantasy hater. You're keeping other people from succeeding. Is that what you're saying?
1: Hey, that's what you gotta do to win sometimes, man. You gotta keep somebody else down. I don't, it doesn't mean I have to set the bar higher, I can just set their bar lower.
0: (laughs) So for me, uh, of course, I had Michael Thomas, my number one overall pick. Uh, Love that guy. Always just fantasy numbers. And I think Antonio Gibson is going to be sneaky good out in D.C. Um, So I expect big things from him. I got him pretty late in the draft. Now, we are not a fantasy football pod. What we are is a football pod for the NFL. Week one is coming up, man. I can start to feel the energy coming. We didn't think this was going to happen at one point in time, so I'm pretty excited. Um, So something we're going to start doing now, that football season is basically officially here, is we're going to start going through these matchups every week and give you guys a sense for how we feel they're going to turn out. So we're going to have some fun with this one. And up first, Thursday night, the kickoff game, the Texans and the Chiefs. Trey, how do you got this one coming up?
1: Texans and the Chiefs. Um, It's kind of hard to pick against uh, the Super Bowl champions, and I'm not going to. The uh, most interesting thing I've seen lately is on television, DraftKings is actually running an advertisement where they're posting a bet for a plus 101 for the Chiefs. So basically if the Chiefs don't lose by 102 points, you'll win the bet. Now, if anybody puts their money on the opposite on that, then they could be set for life. And if they do, listen to me, send me some money because I need some. But anyway – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The Texans are going to be a good team. They're going to be – especially they're they're going to be really good in their division, but it's kind of not going to – it's not going to come together week one. It's just they have too many pieces. They got rid of too many pieces. They moved so much around that it's going to take a couple weeks. So I think the Chiefs are going to come out. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Chiefs are going to win it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. When a team goes to the Super Bowl, it's very difficult to pick against them. The only thing that I think would lead me to do that is, of course – Super Bowl hangover. Um, I'm actually going to pick the, the Texans. I know they got some deficiencies and they had kind of a weird offseason. I just like Deshaun Watson. And I think he's going to be really, really strong in what he can do this week. Uh, David Johnson helped help him out a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take the Texans. I don't think it's going to be by a lot, like you said. All right, so Jets uh the Bills this week uh, to 1 o'clock game. Um, this is going to be the Bills all day. I don't think there's a lot to walk through here. The Jets just aren't a very good team yet. I think Josh Allen's going to – I don't know if he'll take another step forward, but he'll continue doing what he's done. Um, they got Stephon Diggs now. I think that's what that offense really lacked, and that defense is pretty legit. So I got the i got the uh, Bills pretty easily in this one.
1: Where is the game? Is it in uh, New York or is it Buffalo? Uh, so both you know, New am, York, but you know what I mean.
0: It's in Buffalo.
1: All right, I'm going to take the Bills. I think it's going to be a little closer than what you might think because I think the uh, Jets are going to be a little better this year. They're going to at least be formidable, but they're just – I can really feel like what it's going to come down to is Sam Darnold with the ball, with three minutes to go, with the length of the field, and then we know how that's going to go. It's going to be a lot like a Phillip Rivers situation. He's <laughs> not, not going to get in the end zone. Ooh. I think that's how that game ends. Buffalo Bills, um, I'd say don't take them over seven points. I think under seven points, because it's, it's going to be maybe a touchdown or less.
0: I can dig that. Um, Le'Veon Bell is always a mystery for me with that Jets team. I don't know. He, he just confuses me. Packers, Vikings, uh, a lot of interesting headlines here. The Packers, and for some reason, their curious desire to piss off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and the Vikings have who I think is a uh, annually average Kirk Cousins. I'm not a big fan of his game. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings, though, in this. I, I just think they, their defense is too elite for what the Packers are going to do, especially with the quarterback and the coach just not really seeing eye to eye, man. What do you think?
1: I've got a little fan theory for you. I want to run by you to see if you think this is a possibility to happen. I'm not sure, but the last time I checked, I heard the Eagles were looking to move Alshon Jeffrey. Has he been moved yet? He has not. Okay. What is the chances that Green Bay goes out and gets Alshon Jeffrey?
0: I think pretty low because I think the coach is given the indication that he wants to be a run-centric team. And I don't think Alshon Jeffrey fits that youth movement they have going on there either.
1: Okay. That was kind of one of my fan theories I think might happen. So keep a lookout. But anyway, as far as the game goes, uh, where are they playing again?
0: I believe this is in Minnesota.
1: In Minnesota. A lot of the – since these are all divisional games, they're all going to be really close in proximity anyway, and then there's not going to be fans. So I don't even know why I asked that question, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But – I mean, are there going to be fans? I'm not even sure. Are there going to be fans there? I'd
0: have to do the. I don't know.
1: I tell you what. Even if there, are, even if there are going to be fans, it's not going to be uh, very many. I think some of these uh, stadiums are what allowing allow like six thousand in opening day. Yeah, like
0: thirty like, percent at the most, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's not going to be a, a difference maker. So it's going to be what basically two, kind of a. Uh, rough rough edge teams because they didn't have time to sharpen their tools during the offseason the way that things were going with COVID. So with two dull tools banging up against each other, I'm just going, going to take the playmakers. And where the playmakers are are Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is not that far off from as good as what Aaron Rodgers is, especially where Aaron Rodgers is in his career. What?! But Listen, listen, I know. Hold up. This is funny because I know why you're going to say what, because you hate Kirk Cousins. With Kirk Cousins passion. won a playoff game last Trash. year. This, okay. i tell you what, this year God Kirk bonk. Cousins is going to prove to you that he's a, a, he's not a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, but where Aaron Rodgers is in his career, Kirk Cousins is starting to catch up. Okay. And that and it doesn't even matter. Kirk Cousins is not the X factor. It's going to be Cook. It's going to be um, Thielen. It's going to be those guys. And I think the Vikings are going to win. And I think the Vikings are going to win pl- over seven points. I think they're going to win by double digits.
0: I don't know what you're drinking over there. Kirk Cousins is catching up to Aaron Rodgers. What? Anyway, that's confusing. That's, that's scary that you think, oh, yeah, you are drinking something. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it all makes sense <laughs> now. <laughs> so one thing I want to tell you guys listening, Trey and I are going to keep track of these predictions. And we're going to we're going to review these next episode to see who was the most accurate. Um, Of course, you know, that's going to be me because I'm logical. And he's
1: well for anybody that wants to gauge who's right. Usually just go back and listen to our NBA primer uh, a few weeks back because all of my round one matchups were spot on
0: in the garbage.
1: No, they were right. (laughs) I mean, every one of them. I had almost every one of those. Right. And I had them the the. how they were going to win, right, too. Like, I did a really good job. I'm surprised we didn't follow up on that.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't do so well. So, look, we got maybe the matchup of the week, Eagles and the Washington football team. Of course, I'm rocking my colors today for anybody looking at us on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to let you start because you know this is my squad. So, you go ahead and tell me how you think this game's going to shake out.
1: Philly by double digits.
0: <laughs> you are serious?
1: I mean it- – do I have to really explain myself? Yeah, I mean, do, do I really need to stop and explain myself? No, no. You know what? About-
0: Don't. Don't. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because you're hating just like you did at fantasy football. It's not
1: about hating. It's about your team is not good. Oh, Plus, right. your team's going through all kinds of tro- turmoil. Turmoil. You guys are going through so much, okay? Plus, your team is just not good. You guys just got rid of Adrian Peterson Uh, because I guess you guys take Antonio Gibson's where it's at. So, hopefully, he stays healthy (laughs) and hopefully he is where it's at. The only players that I really like on your team are Gibson and McLaurin. And just a little teaser for you guys, what I believe is going to happen is that eventually we're going to see Alex Smith suit Uh, up and play for that team this year. So, go ahead. Go ahead and just tell me why the Eagles are not going to beat the Washington team.
0: You're officially drunk, and I think there's a term for that. It's called Jada drunk, if you saw those versus battles. But anyway, this is going to be Washington all day. The Eagles' offensive line is beat up. There's replacements on replacements, replacing the replacements. The receivers are trash. We got Dwayne Haskins, need I say more, at the quarterback position, so the quarterback edge goes to the skins. Sorry, that's the truth. Carson, good dude, man. He looks like, uh, what's his name, Prince Harry or whatever that guy's name is. Can't stay on the field. Won't stay on the field, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Man, the no, 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 when, no. you had to Hold up, hold up. When the <laughs> Eagles say, when you said. Chase Young, Montez Sweat. The names are endless of guys that we have that can just dominate you guys. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, all those guys.
1: You're just saying some names. None of them matter. Let's go, Whatever.
0: It's, it's, it's too much. I got, I got the skins and maybe by two touchdowns. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game for Washington football team fans. All right. One of your favorite Madden teams, the Browns and the Ravens. What are you thinking, man?
1: Man, the Browns and the Ravens. I can't. I can't. I, I, I got to let you go first. I got to think about this one for a second.
0: All right. This won't be close. The disappointment known as Baker Mayfield is going to continue. Uh, there's there's too many weapons for him to decide who to use. I know that sounds weird, but a guy like him needs one clear option. And then he just needs to try to make a play. And I think they have too many options for him. The Ravens are going to be uh, better than they were last year. I know it's hard to believe, but they added some good weapons. I think they're going to be a little bit more focused. They know more of what their identity is. Now that they kind of had a year where they didn't meet their expectations. I think it's going to be the Ravens. And I think it'll be over by the end of the second quarter.
1: All right. I'm going to go against the grade here because I want to pick the Ravens. That's a smart choice, but I'm going to go with the Browns and here's why, man. Just like what you said, they have a plethora of weapons, man. They got Hooper the back? They got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Their offensive line has improved. Their defense has some question marks. I think, as long as they can keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket for the most part and he doesn't have any big runs that really kill him on, like, third down, as long as they do that, I think they have a real shot at winning. So I'm going to pick him in a close game. It's going to come down to the last one or two possessions.
0: Well, he will have some huge third down runs. I think Miles Garrett is a very interesting factor in how he can help contain uh, Lamar Jackson, but I just don't see him getting it done. Colts, Jaguars, and maybe uh, the most unexciting matchup of the week. Um, Colts, Phillip Rivers, man, eh, I'm not excited about watching that. I mean, I've seen all, I saw what he can do in San Diego. I just eh, – I don't need to see more. The Jaguars have Jay Gruden. You know he's trash. Um, I guess I'll take the Colts because I think the Jags are all in on Trevor Lawrence next year. So, I, I got the Colts. How you see it, man?
1: Man, I can't disagree with you too much on that. I'm going to take the Colts too, but it's not because the Colts are good. It's because the Jags are bad. I mean, the Jags are trotting out guys in a running back position that I don't even know. I mean, don't <laughs> they got an old uh, old Washington football team, dude, Chris Johnson? Thompson, Chris yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Chris Thompson. And and he's, he's supposed to be serving a role just like he did in Washington. And he was some trash there. Yeah, so he what's, he, what's, he, what's he going to do there? Just be some more trash? And plus, they lost guys on defense during the season last year, and they're just not a good team. They might very well be tanking for Trevor. And the Colts, man, Phillip Rivers, I just I didn't like him in San Diego or L.A. or wherever they were playing, and I don't like him in Indy. And I don't think the Indy's that good. I mean, I think their defense is going to be is pretty good. It's going to be definitely top ten defense. And I think they're going to have some weapons on offense. Uh, They're going to – from what I'm reading, Marlon Mack isn't the featured back anymore. They've got another guy back there that's going to split carries. So, I'm really interested to see how it goes. But my money's not on Phillip Rivers even being back next year. So, I mean, they're going to win this. But beyond that, I don't think they're going to more than seven or eight games maybe all year. Yeah, I I
0: could certainly see that. So, here's a a matchup that is like – generally a team that you want to be better than what they are i think that's true for both of these teams the raiders and the panthers how you see that shaking out man
1: man the raiders and the panthers um this is one of those games where i feel it is relevant where they're playing so where are they playing
0: i think carolina
1: all right since they're playing in carolina i'm going to take carolina I think that um, the travel is going to be a thing. I mean, guys haven't really been traveling this uh, offseason because of COVID. So now they're going to have to deal with the travel out from uh, Las Vegas. Plus, I like what the Carolina Panthers did at quarterback. And uh, I also like Christian McCaffrey. And I like their receivers. Okay, I don't really know much about their defense. I don't know much beyond that. But I do like that they got Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to be a real, a really decent quarterback. The only problem is he's playing the wrong division. He's playing a division with Drew Brees and Tom Brady, and I think that's – and Matt Ryan, too. And I think that he's the fourth best quarterback in that division. But in some of these other divisions, like if he played in the AFC East, he would be one of the top – he'd probably be the, uh, the top quarterback this year. So I think Carolina's going to win. Um, the Raiders, I don't think they're going to be really great this year, but let's see what happens week one.
0: I'm going to take the Raiders simply because I have Josh Jacobs' fantasy and I need him to do well. I like Carolina. I don't know if I love what they did at head coach. Um, Those college coaches that that come in and you give them the world right off the bat, I always – I'm hesitant to see that, you know, through if I'm the Panthers, but that's just the way it goes. Um, So I got the Raiders. I think it will probably be close. This, will be, this game will be a lot of fun to watch because, like you said, CMC versus Josh Jacobs, Teddy Bridgewater's return to starting full-time versus the Derek Carr mystery, and you know Mariota's back there. I'm not a huge Mariota guy, but that's been a storyline all offseason. The Raiders lost some receivers, though, but they do have the, uh, the young guy. So I think that's- there's – go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead. Like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, when you said Mariota, and you're not really high on that, do you remember when he was drafted? We kind of had a little bet between us and a couple other guys about who was going to be the better quarterback between Mariota and Winston.
0: And we both lost. Where do
1: you think? (laughs) (laughs)
0: We both lost. I
1: wouldn't say we both lost, but I'm not going to say I won by very much by picking Winston over Mariota. Uh,
0: No, dude. I mean, at least Mariota played in a playoff game. He didn't start it. I think he came in for him at some point, but. Uh, I need to
1: remind you the numbers uh, beyond the interceptions last year that James, West
0: you can't about. go beyond the interceptions. So oh, bro, you can't do
1: that. It's like, I have yeah. to, to prove my point. So well, that's you can, So
0: we to. both lost. All right. So the bears and the lions, we're going to come back to, we got something special for that. <laughs> Let's skip forward to the Seahawks at the Falcons. Hold um, on.
1: I'd like, I'd like to give my opinion on the bears and lions. Oh, we
0: will. We will. We will later. Um, Seahawks and the Falcons. It's in, it's in Atlanta. I don't, I don't think that Atlanta did anything to impress me this off season. So I got Seattle running away with this one.
1: It's in Seattle. It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Well, I maybe need to speak up. Um, (laughs) anyway, I've got Seattle as well. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be closed. I don't even know what, um, I mean, Atlanta got Todd Gurley, and there's a lot of eyes and ears listening and trying to see what Todd Gurley's going to do. But just like me and you were talking about earlier, man, this dude's got the same knees coming from L.A., man. He's the same knees that are in Atlanta. He is not going to be the Todd Gurley that we're used to seeing in the past. He's going to have flashes, but he's not going to be the guy day in and day out. And I think that running game is not going to be good. They're going to rely on the passing game like they do every year, and we see what happens when they rely on the passing game. They had one really good year, and beyond that, they've had some okay and mediocre years. I've got Seattle going down there, and it's going to be all because of Russell Wilson.
0: the Dude. Um, Dolphins and Patriots. I'm excited to watch this because of Cam Newton, because of – I mean, shoot, they got – I know Fitzpatrick might start or is likely to start, um, but – I don't know. I'm, I kind of root for the Dolphins. They're just kind of that franchise that I, for some reason, find myself cheering for all the time. But I got the Patriots with this one.
1: <sighs> Where are they playing?
0: It's in New England.
1: In New England. Man, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm a little hesitant because I really think Miami's an improved team. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go out on the limb. The Dolphins are going to beat him week one. It's going to be a close game. I think the Dolphins, I think Fitz uh, Magic's going to pull out just enough to win the game. I think them getting Jordan Howard, I think he's going to be a good addition. I got him in fantasy, he's sitting on my bench right now, but let's see what he does week one. Let's <laughs> see what he does pop, week
0: one. Did you just pop a collar? Did I see that?
1: Yeah, I popped my, my, my pet, area. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I there, anyway, I got Jordan Howard. He's sitting on my bench. Let's see what he does after uh, this week. Um I like I like Devontae Parker. I like that other guy they got to at receiver. What's his name? You remember?
0: Come on. Um, gosh, he just went in the draft earlier this morning. It starts with a P. P something.
1: It doesn't matter. P-something is is nice. Like, I seen him last year. He was nice. Plus, (laughs) that that defense is is very improved. And I think New England's got a lot of question marks. They got a lot of guys out from last year that decided to opt out and whatnot. Like, I don't know what they're going to look like. So, I think that Miami can go up there, sneak a week one win while they're trying to put some stuff together. But I think it's going to be highly competitive. I look for it to be somewhere around a 27 to 21, 23 game. And I got the Dolphins.
0: Okay. Cardinals at 49ers I love this one just for TV purposes I think this is going to be amazing to watch I'm going to take the 49ers I think the Cardinals are still probably a couple years away from really competing I I love DeAndre Hopkins that receiver I think Kyler Murray's game might be a little bit confusing to his normal work process for Hopkins Um, so it's going to take some time to adjust but I got the 49ers they're still the better team on paper
1: Yeah, I honestly like this game as well. I think that the Cardinals are going to be improved this year. Kyler Murray, I got him on my fantasy team as well. And I also got Tom Brady. We already talked about that earlier. But I think – I can't go out on a limb on this one, man. I really – I got to go with the Niners. The Niners are coming off that Super Bowl loss, and I think that they're going to continue to steam forward. They got a bunch of their teams the same. They picked up a few other guys. But I think they're good enough to beat Arizona week one but I think the Arizona might be able to split that series during the year, just not week one. So I'm going to go 49ers and I think it's going to be, you know, I would say over a touchdown.
0: I like it. Now this might be the game of the week, the Buccaneers versus the saints. I'm going to let you start with this one.
1: Buccaneers and the saints. I really don't care about the travels a really short distance. Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers, and I'm going to go with Tom Brady throwing for over 300 yards at three touchdowns, maybe one pick just because he's getting used to the offense. They're gonna, I think they're going to have a lot of slant routes, and those guys can run. Tom's got a lot of weapons, man. Tom is going to light the New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, I think New Orleans is going to make it a shootout, though, because I've got Drew Brees also throwing for about 250 going for a couple, two, three touchdowns, maybe throwing a pick. But I think it's going to go back and forth, back and forth. I look for that game to crack 60 total points. So both teams are going to go probably over 30. I'm looking at about 38 to 31, somewhere around there. And I'm looking for the Buccaneers to win.
0: I'm going to say that the Buccaneer experiment this year is not going to work out. I think this is going to be a major disappointment with this team. I have them maybe seven and nine at the end of the year. Yeah. I I just – super teams, man, the NFL, I tell you. But
1: Put your money where your mouth
0: is. (laughs) I got the Saints. I got the Saints. I think they're going to go over big, and then I think that panic in Tampa is going to start. So give me the Saints. All right. A game featuring one team that really nobody in America cares about, and then one team that thinks everybody in America loves them, but I think they're a little bit overrated. We got the Cowboys and the Rams. Yes, the Cowboys are the team that nobody in America cares about. I got the Cowboys losing by at least 116 points in this game, man. Rams will move on to one and zero. What do you think, Trey?
1: You just don't know football, man. <laughs> First of all, because you picked the Washington football team over the Eagles, and you're really gonna you're really gonna keep that Homer hat on and go ahead and pick against my Cowboys Always. when you know that the Cowboys beat the Rams last year. Beat the brakes off of them, okay? Beat the beat them down. Sign back Brandon Carr to help with depth on the uh, with the cornerback in all the DB areas.
0: Can I change but my if, pick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should
0: if you really want to win a contest
1: against me. I, I'll give you one more chance. Who you got?
0: Come on, Rams by 117 now.
1: <laughs> the Cowboys are going to win this, and the Cowboys are going to win this in convincing fashion. I'm not. Re- I don't even want to pick the points on this. I'm just telling you that the Cowboys are going to do things that you didn't see them even do last year. Dak Prescott might throw for no the contract. Three or four touchdowns because he's going to prove a point. He is going to put a zero on the end of his compound end of his. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's in what the, he's the, about to do in the score box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put a he's going to put another number on that. But I'm wow. telling you right now, man, wow. Cowboys are going to win this week one matchup. And you're going to see what they're all about early.
0: We'll see. I, I don't see it, you, you know. But that's your squad, so I know you got to root for him. One, um, I'm not a guy that has a lot of like second favorite teams in the NFL. The Steelers are kind of like my closet second-favorite team. Um, I like the coach. I think Tomlin's got the right kind of moxie to lead those guys. They got a Watt brother over there that does – some. I think they might have two Watt brothers now. Um, they got James Conner. Uh, Ben's back. I'm not a big Ben fan. I mean, I know he's productive, but he just kind of ugh to me. Juju Smith-Schuster. The Giants are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, and I think everybody knows that. I think they're really – they're just not in a good place i think Steelers is going to walk away with this one i think this won't be competitive whatsoever um their defense is very opportunistic i think daniel jones is going to turn the ball over a lot somebody rolled the daniel jones colt mccoy quarterback controversy week one let's get it going uh but i got the steelers in this one pretty easily
1: well i don't care what you're saying i'm just gonna i'm just gonna <laughs> I see what let you, you did know. there <laughs> exactly but anyway um I'm going to go with the Steelers, but it's not because I agree with you on the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be a little better than what you think. They're definitely going to be better than the Washington football team. I think they're going to compete for the set for the second place in the You're NFC right. East with the Eagles. But I don't think they're going to have to beat the Steelers. The Steelers are one of those grinded-out teams that are just – they just find ways, man. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I like Mike Tomlin a lot. I think Big Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Juju's nice. You know, Connor's going to come in and do some work. And if you really want to trade him later, we can talk. Because <laughs> I've, I've got some players that I'm willing to give up for. And just not what you think. But anyway, <laughs> man, I've got the Steelers, and i got the Steelers winning by at least a touchdown of one.
0: All right. And our final matchup that we're going to talk about now, we've got two saved for later, um, Titans and the Broncos.
1: Do we have two saved for later? Oh, we oh.
0: do. Chargers and Bengals we have not touched on yet. Guys, uh, Trey didn't attend a pre production meeting today. And then we got Bears and Lions later. <laughs> um, Titans, Broncos, man. Tell me about it.
1: Titans and the Broncos. Uh, where are they playing? This is one of those ones I think that travels. Denver. They're uh, in Denver. Not too much concern. I think Tennessee's pretty good. I think Tennessee's going to win the game. I think that the Broncos are going to play better as the season goes along. Um, I've got, man, you know what? I've got Tennessee only winning because Derrick Henry is going to run the ball down their throat week one. I think it's going to be a, a really low-scoring game. Both teams are going to be below 20 points probably. Probably I'm looking at maybe one team gets above 20, maybe 21, 13 or something like that. But I'm going to go with the Titans because the Titans got a good defense too.
0: I Let me tell you something. I think the Broncos are going to be really good this year, just not yet. Um, I'm with you. I think the Titans' steamroll here, I don't think it's going to be competitive. Not yet. Drew Locke is a decent quarterback. I think we think he can be good. His sample size was just really small. They got to figure out that running back position. Melvin uh, Gordon, to me, is not a good running back. He, he gets fantasy numbers, but I'm telling you, his rushing stats are kind of meh. Uh, you know, I just, I love Cortland Sutton. Um, Jerry Judy's going to be a playmaker for them. I just think it's going to take a little while. I'm going to take the Titans. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll handle their business there for sure. Um, so I think overall for week one, I think there's a lot of good games. They're divisionals. Um, those always tend to be a little bit more competitive than maybe otherwise. Um, the ones that we talked about, which one do you think you're looking forward to the most, man?
1: There's only two I'm looking forward to. First of all, the Cowboys game, of course, because that's my team. That's the uh... – Uh, would be Super Bowl champions this year. They're going to be the Super Bowl champions. So I'm worried about watching that one. Then also, I really want to see the New Orleans and Tampa Bay game. I want to see what Tom does. You know, I'm really interested to see if there's an outside chance that uh, your crazy predictions are going to be right. And all of a sudden, the Buccaneers are going to have all this talent. and just It's not going to equate to anything. I disagree. I'm going to watch it week one. And then me and you are going to talk again next week
0: going to tell you how you were wrong <laughs> and uh so we're going to now bring in our first guest to talk about one of these matchups that we told you we were saving for later <laughs> got joseph with us he's going to represent the chicago bears we're going to talk week one uh chicago versus the detroit lions uh i'm a lions i guess by birth i'm, I'm in that lions lineage mm-hmm. my dad's a lions fan my whole family's from detroit joseph are you from chicago originally
3: I'm from, like, two hours north of Chicago. So, basically, yeah, almost a suburb.
0: For, for out- out-of-towners, the whole state of Illinois is Chicago for us. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, yes, entirely. Yes.
0: So, week one, uh, Lions versus the Bears. Uh, Joseph, who do you got in that matchup? I got
3: the Bears. That's – I mean, I'm not one to, like, kind of, like, brag about it, but this Bears team, I mean, is just – they own the Lions the past few years. So, yeah. I, I got the Bears.
0: Okay. Okay. I, you know, I'm going to take the lions. Um, I'm going to tell you why too. I, I like Matthew Stafford. They just signed AP. I don't know how much of a role he's going to play in week one, but AP is a good running back, at least for his age. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallaudet is amazing. I think he's next to get a big contract. Um, the defense is questionable and Matt mm-hmm. Patricia is a defensive coach. And I think he's not really done a good job of building the defense, but I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the lions. Um, Quarterback-wise, Joseph, how do you feel about Trubisky being in the starter, man?
3: Uh, Trubisky's been my guy. So, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge Trubisky fan. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not, like, one of those fans, though, that doesn't recognize that he has issues. But he doesn't struggle against the Lions, or he hasn't at least yet. Um, Lions have been the team he's actually played, like, the best against of any teams. He averages, like, over 250 yards and, like, three touchdowns a game against them. He just – he owns them, too. Like, it's part of it. I mean – With the Bears offense, the way they stack up against the Lions, I always see a quarterback just shred them, whether it's Chase Daniels
1: or Mr. Biscay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the the big thing in the offseason, you guys got another quarterback, a former Mm -hmm. Super Bowl MVP. So you got to really feel comfortable with the backup there in Chicago, right?
3: 100%. Um, That was the big thing last year with kind of issue was uh, Mitch always kind of gets hurt or banged up in some way. Like last year he uh, he tore his left labor and played through it because you don't want to throw Chase Daniel in there for a bunch of weeks and, basically almost throw games against good teams. So, with Foles there now, if Mitch gets banged up at all, just rest him. Don't even risk it.
0: Do you think that – no, real quick. Do you think that it was an honest quarterback competition to begin with, or do you think it was kind of just – you know, they brought him in just to help Mitch step up? I
3: think somewhat it was an honest competition. I mean, you can't really have a fair competition in two weeks. I think it was Mitch's job to lose from the start, even though they said it was open. And I think Mitch just held on to it. And it's kind of hard for any quarterback to come in and learn an offense in two weeks, three weeks, and develop chemistry with an entire team and try to win a job from a guy who's been with the team for two years already with that same scheme already. It's just – I didn't think Foles had a chance. I think Foles had the best chance of anybody available because he knew the scheme already at least and had familiarity with the coaches. Right.
1: Uh, How about your running back situation? How are you feeling about the running back situation there in Chicago, man?
3: Um. I really, really like David Montgomery. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, obviously, he's a Bears fan, but I think he can be a great running back, and one of my guys that I am pretty good friends with, he's been working with him a lot this summer, working on his speed and working on his ability to move better, because he kind of had some struggles with speed last year and has struggles with speed, so I'm really excited for him. There's The question on him is if he's ready for week one, which we won't be sure yet until Monday's practice tomorrow, whenever they practice first um after that it's kind of shaky I will admit with uh Ryan Nall Cordell Patterson Tariq Cone that's kind of not a great running back room to have but they can be serviceable against the Lions who struggle against the run
1: my, my boy Ellie went with the Detroit Lions I'm going to go ahead and give you my pick so we can all be on the same page here I'm going them Bears with you yes right. sir yes that's sir. that's exactly where I'm going I think that Mitchell Trubisky I think he's going to have a better year this year. I don't even think Nick Foles is going to get to see the starting lineup, man, as long as uh, Trubisky stays healthy. As long, <laughs> as, he stays, as long as Trubisky stays healthy, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I could see them easily winning eight or nine games with Trubisky playing all season long and maybe dr- drop a few late. Uh, maybe they allowed Nick Foles some chances to play late in the season, just to see what they got with Foles.
3: Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I honestly see even as the biggest – probably one of the biggest Mitch fans out there, I still see Foles playing a few because I don't – Mitch never stays healthy. He'll have a down game, maybe sit a little bit if he's feeling banged up and not playing well. So I see Foles at least – like even if Mitch plays lights out, I see Foles playing at least two to three games.
0: Yeah, the, the Lions got a lot of issues at running back too. I mean, they're not healthy mm-hmm. at running back, and that's <laughs> that's kind of scary. Yeah, because- yeah. Matt Stafford without a running game, which has basically been his whole career, leads to the mm-hmm. problems that Matt, Staffy, Matt Stafford has. Excuse me. I just, for some reason, I think, you know, this year might be a year where it all comes together. It has to, because if it doesn't, then Matt Patricia's probably not there anymore. I know it's, what, his only second or third year there, but he's just, he's not moving forward. They got rid of Caldwell, who was winning nine games a year for a mm-hmm. guy that was supposed to take him over the top, and they've really gone backwards since he's been there. Um, they do have Swift. I don't think they know if they're, if he's going to play yet. I think he's got a couple injuries going on. Um, so AP might get some run five days after signing with the team. You know he's going to get
1: run. He runs everywhere,
0: man. He is. He is. <laughs> but the yep. good news is their offensive coordinator, uh, Daryl Bevel, I think it is, was his mm-hmm. coordinator in Minnesota. Um, okay. So there's some familiarity there. Um, so I'm not that concerned about it. I, I hate that defense in Detroit though I really do. It just it's getting gashed and it's going to get gashed for the rest of the year. Um, they lost uh, what's our guy's name? The uh, the really Slay right Darius Slay. Slay yep. Yeah. Yep. Late in the year last year, I don't know what that was about. I'm I'm a fan of keeping good players. I don't care what they're asking for price. I mean, good good defensive backs are really hard to come by in this league, and you can't just let them go because they're asking for money. Um, <laughs> but I I'm not a Trubisky believer at this point. Um, you know, it just – he got taken so on high, man. And some of the other guys that I think were around that spot, I think you, you guys could have really used in Chicago. Uh, no offense to you guys. But, no, you know, I agree. I agree. Know, it, just, it makes it tough because, it, you know, when you get drafted at number two, you got to deliver. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him. We've seen moments, and he can do a little bit of everything. He's, he's more mobile than he gets credit for. I like that about him. He's a very tough guy um, when he's on the move. I just want to see him put it all together before I really buy into what he can do. Um, Matt Nagy, I like him as a coach. I don't love him as a coach. Um, but again, you know, he's, he's in Chicago. And I think even though Chicago hasn't really been consistently great for a while, they still have that legacy that I think I tend to hold them to as a person that doesn't pay a ton of attention to the Bears. I'm always like, oh, well, they are not as good as the 85 Bears, so they can't be that great. So I might just be underestimating them. Um, so, the Chargers have a lot of interesting things going on, um, so we want to talk about that a little bit, in it, especially the week one matchup that you guys have with the Bengals. Um, first with the Chargers, are you on board with Anthony Lynn as a coach? Are you good there?
2: Yeah, man, I like Anthony Lynn a lot. I think Anthony Lynn has kind of changed the culture a lot, um, going from from North Turner, and then we had Mike McCoy there for a while, Um, I think he's a good coach. I feel like players are bought in. I think it's uh, a little bit different than some of the leadership we've had in the past.
1: Now, you guys had some positional changes. guys. Rivers, he went to Indy. Now you got Tyrod Taylor. How comfortable are you with the quarterback position this year?
2: Well, it's a totally, totally different change in scheme on the offensive side of the ball. If you look at at Tyrod Taylor and and what he does, it's kind of just the exact opposite of what Philip Rivers is, right? He's got he's got some athleticism, he got some wheels to go. Um, Tyrod Taylor doesn't really throw the ball deep too often. He's had some success doing it uh, when he was with the Bills. With um, he had Robert Woods, he had. Um, Sammy Watkins, right? It's, it's just a totally different offensive scheme. Uh, we, I mean, Phillip Rivers has, what, like 500 career rushing yards for his like, entire 17 years. So it's, it's, it's massively different. As far as like, my confidence with Tyrod, I mean, he's not going to turn the ball over, but he's going to struggle stringing together long drives. That's kind of one of his uh, things he's had issues with over, over his career with the Bills. Um, and really, he only has two real years of, of full starting experience. And then he's got like that, you know, that Nathan Peterman experiment that they had there in Buffalo where uh, he he had some injuries. He, the coaching staff wasn't really behind him. Um, confidence, eh, it's a little bit there, but it's, I mean, I like the fact that he's not going to be the focal point of the offense, right? The, the team isn't going to run through him. It's going to run through uh, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be different. I don't see him taking us to a Super Bowl but I don't see him throwing games away either.
0: It's the best set of weapons I think he's ever had. Um, he's never had it. I mean Watkins okay but Keenan Allen I think is a different level. Do you think he makes it the full year as a starter or are they going to get a little trigger happy with um, Herbert?
2: So that's actually going to be a really interesting uh, thing to see. So Anthony Lynn is a little bit on the hot seat. It's He isn't like as bad as some other coaches, but he's going to have to show that he can can win games, especially after having a, a team built last year and the, the disappointment that that was. I think he's going to kind of go toward veteran leadership over, over Justin Herbert. Um, he seems to like Tyrod. Uh, I could see... I could see Tyrod starting the whole year, and Herbert not even getting an opportunity. Her- Herbert hasn't done enough in camp for him to like really like show that he's he's ready to to take over. He he's struggled as reports out of camp, right? And it's hard to see because there's been no preseason games. Um, but you right. haven't heard anything about Tyrod doing anything to lose his job over training camp.
1: All right, so we've talked about the quarterback. Let's switch over to the running back. You guys lost Melvin Gordon over to a division rival over in Denver. What are your feelings on Austin Eckler and the rest of the running backs behind him?
2: I like Austin Eckler a lot. I like him a lot, a lot. He's not an every down back. Like, I, I think a lot of people want him to be, right? But it's just not his style of play. He doesn't have the ability to run between the tackles and, and have the weight behind him to, to churn out extra yards. He's a strong little dude. might Many say that he's, he's one of the strongest players uh, pound for pound on the team, but he, he doesn't have that running style to really be an every down back. That's why they, they like Austin. Uh, they like uh, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. Uh, specifically, Joshua Kelly is that, that between the tackles runner. Uh, I like what dynamic Austin Eckler has. I love that we signed him to a four-year contract. I love that it wasn't $10 million a year like Gordon was asking for, uh, I think we're going to miss a little bit of Gordon's running style because it really complemented Eckler's running style a lot. I think Eckler and Justin Jackson are, are very similar type of runners, um, whereas Kelly can be that goal line um, between the tackles, red zone type of player. It's, it's going to be a different dynamic. But I mean, Anthony Lynn's a, a running back coach. That's what he does, right? Um, and Eckler is going to get the opportunity that he didn't have with, with Gordon on the field, but he's also going to split out wide. He's going to do a lot of different things. So it'll, it'll be really interesting to see how Shane Steichen, who's the new offensive coordinator, the playbook that he comes up with, I have no idea what the offense is going to look like next year. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, read options and, and how are they going to get the ball to, to Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler where I mean, with Tyrod, I don't see Mike Williams being a big focal point in the offense this season. It's just not his style of play. I I have no idea what the the offense is going to look like.
0: Well, Yeah, and I think, you know, they're out for an attempt to kind of modernize the offense. I think a lot of the NFL teams are starting to migrate towards that dynamic, position-flexible offense where a lot of players can do a lot of different things, and I think you guys are on path for that too. I mean um, look at
2: Joe Reed. Joe Reed they're thinking about using as a running back and and a receiver.
0: Exactly. Exactly, because
2: right. players are are a big thing.
0: Yep. Um so you guys are playing the Bengals in Cincinnati uh this week. It's hard to, it's weird to say this week like football starting this week. I know, great. right? It's crazy. <laughs> How do, do you uh you think you guys are going to take that uh pretty handily in Cincy? I don't know.
2: I think our defense is going to to be something that Joe Burrow's never seen. Um, this is probably even without Darren James, right? There's a star at every single level. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to struggle in his first NFL game with, without a, a normal training camp too. Like he hasn't even had the opportunity to, to really, you know, play with his teammates, right? It's been a very modified training camp. So I, I don't know if it's, it might be a little too much for the rookie at first. And I like Joe Burrow. Uh, I like Tua better. That's just me. But I like, I like Joe Burrow, right? Um, he's never seen a defense like that though. And he's going against a, a team that really could have the number one defense in the league. They, they have that ability. They're, the players are there. Whether or not they mesh is is another question. Um, also, the other thing about that, as far as defense goes, Gus Bradley's a very conservative, defensive-minded coach, right? He usually doesn't blitz like ever. The, the team had struggles turning the ball over last season, they ranked dead last and in, in getting takeaways last year. So, you know, Joe Burrow is, I think if, if I'm over there with the Bengals, I think I'm really going to run through Joe Mixon and, and let, you know, Joe Burrow kind of play action throughout in the flats, not really air it out, kind of build up his confidence. You know, if they run the ball through Joe Mixon, I think they have a chance. I think the Bengals have a lot of weapons uh, that people aren't really talking about. They have really good receivers. Um, the, the offensive line is young. They, they got that new left tackle. Um, but they, they're still going through a lot of change themselves. Zach Taylor is only his second year.
1: All right, Ellie, you just put our dude on the spot. So how about you? You pick the game. You, who you got, the Bengals or the Chargers? Oh,
0: I, I think the Chargers are going to walk away with this. I, everything that Tyler said, I mean, the Bengals are really young. They got a rookie quarterback in his first game. The Bengals, the the Chargers have some of the my favorite defensive players. I love Ingram. Um, I did, you know, Duran James is not there, but they're a very aggressive defense. And I think the Bengals have to be able to run the ball successfully. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. I don't think that they have a tight end that scares you, at least not yet. And I think the quarterback's going to have to do a lot, which is never a good recipe for success for rookie quarterbacks in their first game. So I got the Chargers.
1: Well, I'm going to give you my thoughts right now, and it's going to upset you. But <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to tell you, week one, I think the Bengals are going to get a win. There's not a whole lot of wins out there for the Bengals this year. And the week one matchup against the Chargers uh, is, is kind of prime for them. You know, there's a lot of unknowns going into the season with COVID and the preparation. I think the Chargers aren't a bad team. You know, I like Tyrod. I didn't like Phillip Rivers. Philip Rivers was that guy that seemed like no matter what, he was down by a touchdown with a minute to go at his own eight-yard I line. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, basically, with all the preparation, uh, the lack of preparation, I think that the Bengals have the best chance. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to dump the ball short. Uh, those guys are going to get their run. I mean, A.J. Green's back. They got Tyler Boyd. Plus, Joe Mixig can do it all. He's at every down back. I think the Bengals are going to no. shock them week. I think the Bengals are going to shock them week one. But it's going to be a close game.
0: No way. <laughs> no
2: way. I, I think that defense is going to be too much for, for them, man. A lot yeah. of those guys is- – yeah, there's just it's it's gonna, that defense is going to be something
0: else. I think the only area I'd give the Bengals the edge is special teams maybe in the return game. I think the Bengals have some pretty dynamic guys there. It just primetime, not, not that it's a primetime game, but when I, when I say primetime I mean like you're you're playing in the NFL now. It's all big right. boys and not everybody you know, at LSU, Joe Burrow had the luxury of everybody on his team being better than basically everybody else in college football. Sure.
2: They're their best college team that has ever been. I swear.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be different now. So he's yeah, got to yeah, he's got to learn to play with guys that aren't great at the game that they're playing.
1: I want to dig a little bit on you guys on Joe Burrow. Do you guys think he's a little overrated coming out of college?
2: Absolutely. He had a star-studded cat. He had he had how many first-round picks? On his team, yeah. how many of his players his entire offense got drafted basically, except the guys that the um, what's the name of that receiver there? That's
0: the oh, yeah, guy. the guy's coming out next year, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Can... They, he star studded, he he did not have if you put Justin Herbert in that offense, does he not do the same thing?
0: Oh, that's a that's a tough question because I, I'm not the question. biggest uh Herbert fan, I'll be honest with you, but. I, 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 yes, I think, uh, Burrow was overrated coming out. I think, you know, if you go back in his history a year and a half prior to that, he wasn't a good quarterback and then he kind of, he blossomed because of the talent around him. And so it's buyer beware for me. Mike, my, my, uh, my personal comp for him was always Jay Cutler. Uh, and you know, maybe Jay Cutler yeah. would be better in today's NFL. I don't think so because there's a mentality there that you can't overcome. He has that insane confidence. Which is sometimes good, and it, it is sometimes really awful, and that makes me really nervous. With
2: can that. we agree that Tua was the best quarterback in this class?
0: One hundred percent.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to agree on anything until after we see Joe Burrow week one. But-